Welcome to Beyond the Sermon podcast, where we hope to stir your faith by pulling truths from the sermons at Believer's Fellowship and discussing them here together. Hey guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Sermon podcast. I'm Heather Aligato, your host, and we are beginning beginning season three called Covenant body and blood that Pastor John started back in 2019. And I have two guests with me today, Mandy Levine Hello. and George Locke. Hello. And I will tell you just by talking to both of you, this is going to just get so good. We're going to try not to get crazy up here, but um, <laughs> I mean that wholeheartedly. <laughs> but yes, ma'am. Um, this series was, um, I believe, 2019, which was pre-plandemic. Just yes. want to say that. Word choice. And it was a, it is a 16 part, um, teaching. And I just want to tell you, you've got anyone listening. And I don't know. I know y'all have listened to the, um, part we're speaking of today, but you've got to listen to it. It's just, just to pull that, that, oh, it's just so good. It's so anointed. I, I really am, and just so happy we're doing this one. Um, I want to start. And point out some things that I found very interesting. I haven't really studied Covenant in a long time. And now that I'm listening about it and reading about it, I'm like, man, I've, I've really got to get back in that. Because when you start to understand those things, you really, I feel closer to the Lord. I, I feel um, more confident in my relationship with Him. And I found it interesting reading um I've been reading that book, The Scarlet Thread, The Miracle of the Scarlet Thread. It's just, you know, if you just want to get things a little faster than reading the whole Bible, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you go from Genesis to Revelation, Jesus is in every single book of the Bible from creation to revelation. And when I, Mm -hmm. when I was looking at that and just reminding myself of that, I just, I mean, I'm just like, wow. And it, the Old Testament talks about um, Jesus and, and what who he is, that he's coming, what he's going to do um, for us um, and with us and, and why he why he's coming. And then the New Testament or New Covenant, you could say, is Jesus doing what the old what the Old Testament tells about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so so anyways, I just want to point that just start in, in there. Um, Dan does a great job explaining. So just to say that part two, Dan being preached part two and part three, part one, pastor did not preach. It was the Holy Spirit, um, moving in the spirit, um, service, but part two and three, Dan being preached. And he went into Hebrews eight, six, and he um, went there to discuss better covenant, better promises. Um, I know, George, you had some points there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Hebrews is probably my favorite book in the entire Bible because it really brings together the understanding of the old and the new. And, and uh, whoever wrote it, some people say it's Paul, whoever wrote it, uh, they, they do a very good job at bridging the gap, especially for 
those of us in 2023, yeah, America, uh, to, to be brought into this culture, to be brought into the understanding. Um, the author of Hebrews does a, a great job. And, um, I love the fact that the first thing Dan starts out with is verse six. And it talks about how Christ did ascend to this better role. It's not just him being on earth. Jesus himself said, it's better that I go so that you can receive the Holy Spirit and now you can have me inside right. of you and you can do what I'm doing. Exactly. And that is, that is way better than how it was under the old covenant where in the old covenant, it would say that the spirit of the Lord would come upon people. But now we have the spirit of the Lord in, in us. us and he's mm-hmm. dwelling in us. And, and so it's not just a, an external relationship. It's also internal. You said something one time, Heather, that um, a couple of, podcasts ago you said you could be in a crowded room and just speak to god privately yes, in your isn't mind. That and that's amazing that's absolutely. an example of the better yeah covenant. absolutely absolutely i liked how he talked about contract versus covenant yep and um when you're talking about us understanding here in the uh well i guess we're not in the 20th century anymore 21st we're now in the 21st yeah. century Shows how old I am, I guess, if I'm still <laughs> how thinking. How old are you? No, we I'm don't just talk about that. <laughs> <just> but, <laughs> but he's right. I don't cut a blood covenant with people on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, that's just not something I'm used to doing. However, I do have covenant with my Lord. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I understood the contract, the fulfilling of the contract. I have a part to play. The person I am um, entering into this contract with has a part to play. And so we're able to know our roles. Yeah. Um, I wrote this down. Covenant is never one person. It's not a one person covenant relationship. You know, if you and I were to cut covenant, um, we would go through a whole nine step, um, process. This is old. I mean, like you said, Mandy, we do not do that now, but George, if you and I were to cut a covenant in the old Testament, it'd be a nine step process. We'd have these rules, you know, we would cut blood mingling of blood. There's, I mean, doves are dying. There's blood (laughs) (laughs) splashing everywhere. I mean, but it was a very, um, it was a very serious thing. Yes. And the only way to get out of a covenant is was to die. Well, someone had to die. Yeah. And so you took your covenant, um, seriously. Oh yeah. Which is why I am enjoying this series that we've just started is because this is a serious thing. When I decide that I want to make Jesus, Lord of my life. When mm-hmm. I say, you know what? I'm kind of thankful for what that guy did for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's making it s- s- easy, but he did uh, something that could change my life. I think I want to enter into that covenant. Mm-hmm. I think I want what he has. Yeah. And so I then need to take my relationship with the Lord seriously. Right not flippant. Oh, I can do whatever I want. No, I love the Lord and I want to serve him well. I want to follow his word that he has given me. Right. Which is what anyone does when they enter a, a contract with other people. Hopefully you want 
to fulfill your word to the best of your ability. Right. Right. When, when I'm at work teaching and doing my job, I give my all there because I have entered into a teaching contract and said, I, I will be the best teacher that there is possible that I can be, you know, and I want to do that for the Lord. Yeah. I think that's a really very important uh, phrase I use to the best of my ability. And, you know, Dan goes on, he's, he's preaching out of Hebrews eight and it, it makes it very clear when you read that chapter, or if you just listen to Dan preach it, that it's not based on our ability to keep the covenant. The covenant is between a man and God. Yes. But the man who signed the covenant on our behalf was Jesus, who is God in the flesh. So yes, it is a covenant between men, the, the creation of men and God, but he did all the work for us. And so now we keep uh, our pursuit of his love and of his standards. But if we do mess up, he's got us covered. He is, as Hebrews says, our advocate, not just somebody who uh, is expecting us to fail and then pick up the pieces. He's encouraging us not to fail. He's, he's cheering us on. He's hoping the best. He's helping us along the way. His Holy Spirit is inside of us and teaching us and leading us into all truth and giving us his fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And so these things he's producing in us because of his work. And so we do it to the best of our ability. And when we mess up, He's got us covered. I like how you, you pointed out to the, how y'all both point out to the best of our ability, because the old covenant, you know, it says clearly in the New Testament that we were unable to do all of those things, which is why we had to, sin was the problem. And so, um, I say we, we didn't have to, but mankind had to go. I mean, if you just read Leviticus and you, you start reading that, you're like, man, you can hardly do anything almost without having to like get a blood sacrifice or bring something to the Lord. And then when you read all the, what they had to do in the tabernacle, you know, and outside and you're like, man, that was, that was a big deal. Um, you know, that was, that was a, that God had rules, you know, um, but they couldn't fill that. And so whenever the priest, the priest could only go into the Holy of Holies once a year for the people. And that blood that was shed only cleansed them, right? But in the New Testament, Jesus, when he died as an offering, it, it, he was the eternal high priest sacrifice for us. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it, the blood of bulls and goats only made them ritualistically pure to, to stand in front of Yahweh's presence again. Mm-hmm. They were ceremonially, ceremonially cleansed. And now the sacrifice, and, and the reason for that is because it was just animals. It couldn't forgive because it wasn't a human's sacrifice. And so Jesus being the representative of the people, he not only ritualistically cleanses us, but he forgives us. And that's why Going on in scripture, it says that if we fall short, Mm -hmm. if we go and we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us and forgive us. Yeah, because like you said, he 
we, they are like, yeah, well, I'm all, I'm cleansed when I make my sacrifice. Yes, but not just cleansing, but forgiven. Yeah. Not just cleansed, but forgiven. The sin is removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it. Dan made this, uh, he, he told this story or this analogy in the sermon where he said, when, when I'm in relationship, and I believe he was speaking, him and his wife, but he made the comparison, I can go into the refrigerator and get the last piece of cake and, I think he said it's, his mom. Oh, was it maybe. his mom? But he was talking about when, when you're in a relationship with this person, you can go into the refrigerator. There's no um, offense taken when you take the, the last piece of cake. And uh, I was explaining that to my kids. You know, they, they have full rights to go into the pantry and, and get a snack, but it Mine would be don't. inappropriate. Is that, is that bad? Well, I'm mean, like, two I'm snacks a bad, a I'm day. a bad parent. So, okay. yeah. but, but it would be absolutely inappropriate for my neighbor to come into my house and, and take something out of the pantry. Yeah, you'd be, yeah exactly. So it, it's neat that because this new covenant, his new priesthood, not the old priesthood that continually sin, right? Because they would make this sacrifice on Yom Kippur. They would make the whole nation of Israel clean. But then the priest, who was the representative, he would make a mistake. He would violate the law, undoing the purification. And they'd have to wait a whole year to be pure. Well, now we have a priest who never messes up. He never makes a mistake. And so (laughs) we're constantly being purified because of what he's already done. And because of that new relationship, that new priesthood, Mm -hmm. we can have full expectation of going into the pantry, whatever was God's. We, like, like my children, they have whatever, uh, is good for them. They, they have permission to have it. Now we have that same privilege and opportunity. And so we don't take advantage of it. We don't violate his trust. We keep the house rules because they're the house rules. And if I break a house rule, I don't all of a sudden become ostracized or kicked out of the family. He still loves me. He corrects me like a father. It's that and dirty word, repent. We repent. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a beautiful word because <laughs> yeah. it puts me back on course. It puts me back on course. But but yeah, the, the, the covenant. And it's there's a million things we could talk about because it's so in-depth. Oh, yeah. Because the whole Bible from Genesis, the very first act that God does after creation is sacrifices an animal and covers Adam yes. and Eve. And the very last part of the Bible is about the lamb who was slain coming back to restore all the earth to him. So the whole thing is about this covenant. And and really, there's 16 uh, lessons in it. So so I'm sure there will be maybe 32 podcasts about this. You could. But but, but the whole covenant um, is about this relationship based on his work signified in love, if you want, or, or, or testified or, or shown about, proven, mm-hmm. evidenced by love, not just his love to us, but our love to him. Yeah. I, I can't help but talk about this. Um, but it is because, you know, a covenant is two people, right? So I think it's two-sided. It's a two-sided covenant. The Lord, I mean, I'm not saying we drew this short straw, but he just, I mean, he has it all. He has this lavish well, we table. We didn't bring anything to the table. We but, have nothing to bring right. to the table. And so, and that is, that is a human perspective. If you're looking at it that way, because of just maybe our culture, maybe the way we were brought up, we think I have to do things to be made right. I, to be, to make myself worthy, to be a part of this covenant. And that's where that error comes in. If you're doing things with that root 
of a performance-based covenant. That is wrong. Um, but at the same yeah. time, yeah. my righteousness, Jesus is our righteousness, my righteousness in Jesus Christ, my relationship. So what, just a side trail, we're talking about believers here. This covenant is presented to all. It's two-sided, but to be a part of this covenant, you must accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You must accept him as yes. your offering. And yes. into the covenant with him. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. made righteous because of what he did. And so you have that gray area where people say, well, I don't have to do anything and I can just live my life. That, no, like your righteousness by default will bear fruit will bear that love, that joy, that peace, that patience. The Holy Spirit has been shed abroad in our hearts um, through the Holy Spirit, it says. And what's it give? That love. Everything we do in love, um, we by it, then we can move and flow in the Spirit. Then we can live a godly life because, no, we cannot. I cannot live without God. And that is um, part of the covenant promise is that Holy Spirit to, to enable us. Um, that's what I see in new, when I see new Testament, I think of Holy Spirit, that, that relationship. Cause like you said, old Testament, he was just a pawn. Um, I, maybe things were maybe more difficult. I don't know. I've never, I mean, I've been a sinner, but. Well, second uh, Corinthians tells us that those of us who have received this gift, what gift? The, the gift of eternal life mm-hmm. that is received by faith because of God's grace, not of our works. Right. None of us can boast. But to those of us who have received this gift, we're born of the divine seed yes. uh, is how it's phrased. We're, we're a new creation. And so in the old covenant, because sin wasn't forgiven, it was only ceremonially dealt with. It it would have been, uh, I'll say, near impossible. We could we could argue theologically about is there anything impossible for God? But the way it worked, from how the Scripture describes it, because sin wasn't forgiven yet, it wasn't dealt with by a human's sacrifice. People could not have been born of the divine seed. You you were born of the faith of Abraham, and you're of his seed. But now, because sin is dealt with, Jesus dying on the cross, fulfilling the law, rising again into new life, we can now enter into that and the Holy Spirit can be inside of us. Yeah. So I love the way you say it. It's, it's, it's not just him working externally, it's him in us. Yes. And we are uh, partners with him. We are what Adam we was supposed to, to be, the immature, the, the one who's bringing forth the image of God throughout the earth. Yeah, so. and Jesus had to be, for someone to die, First of all, let's just point this out. Jesus, King Jesus, the, you know, God's son who was in the beginning creating the world with God himself had to lay aside, you know, his deity to come down here <laughs> to die for us. I mean, it's that, I mean, you can just be thank. I mean, that's just enough to be, to, to lay your life down for him, just to be thankful that he, that he mm-hmm. would do that for us, to enter in this yep. world and be raised as a mere man. My favorite verse with that is Romans 5, 7. And it says that, for you would hardly die for a righteous man. So in this whole little section here, Jesus came and died mm-hmm. for us. Well, 
I would find it hard to really stand in. I love Kevin, my husband and my children. That's great. I love them. (laughs) But I find it, I would maybe stop and think, am I going to jump in front of that bullet that... No. To save Kevin. I don't, you know what this I mean? This is on record. This is on sorry, record. Kevin. People are watching. No. I'm sorry. But, but right. I love my husband. Would I, I, I sure hope I would. Right. Yeah. Would I even consider it for someone who has constantly done me wrong? Someone who constantly lies to me. I say, Hey, could you please come mow my yard at five o'clock on Thursdays? You keep coming whenever you want, but I need you to come at five o'clock on Thursdays. I'm obviously making (laughs) stuff up here. Right. But, and they never seem to come. They show up whenever they want still. And then they find out, Oh, someone's about to shoot them. Should I jump in front to jump (laughs) that bullet? You know what? I don't know. I'm ready for a new lawn guy. (laughs) (laughs) So here I am. This person keeps breaking what, oh man, I thought we, we had a deal here and that I barely love them. Yes. That's what we did constantly to the Lord. We're constantly breaking what he's asked us. And he says, no worries. I'm going to come die for you anyway. I'm glad that he is patient and long suffering. Praise the Lord. Yes. It's hard for me to even (laughs) think about dying for a a righteous man, but yet God demonstrates his love for us that while I'm that sinner that keeps breaking all the things that he keeps asking me to do, he says, I'm going to die for you because I love you so much and yeah. you, you're just not getting it. So I'm going to help you. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> and, he's, and he comes and then all the things he brings to the table. I know. Health, healing, deliverance, safety, soundness, all that stuff. He's like, that's yours now. See, George, he loves us. I agree. And, and <laughs> going with that, all that stuff is ours. Because he loved us and he died, it it uh, Dan going back to the sermon, he he goes on and he reads from Romans six and he says, being dead to the law, the law of sin and death, not the law of the Lord. Because remember, when you keep the law of the Lord, it's a blessing. It is full of opportunity and blessing. But we know that when we break the law, there's the curse of the law. We're, we're to faith church. We all know what the breaking the law and the, cur- the curse of, of the law and breaking it is. It's death and poverty and sickness. Well, because we're dead to the law of sin and death, those three things no longer have any bounds on us. They don't have legal authority. I like to use the analogy of we, because we've all violated God's law, we're already on death row. We're already in our prison cells and we're waiting for the, the warden to come to bring us to the electric chair. And, and in this analogy, um, me, so get saved now, you rich. Well, well m- me being physically alive <laughs> is waiting on death row. When, when I depart from this physical body and I enter into eternity, uh, that's like the warden bringing me to the electric chair. And so the, the good news is, is because I can receive Christ's death and resurrection 
right? He did the work. He already died. He already rose again. Mm -hmm. I can receive that by faith. Yeah. So when the warden comes, he comes to my prison cell. I die physically. And he goes, well, this man's already dead. He's already faced the electric chair. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to put him in the chair. But it goes beyond just that. Not only does death pass over me, but because Jesus did die and rose again, he's already on the outside. He's living the good life. I can live that good life with him because I'm crucified and risen with him already on this present earth. Yes. And right. when the warden finally comes and, and this physical body gives out or I get mauled by a bear or whatever happens. Or I don't jump in front of a bullet. Or I, I, <laughs> I would jump, jump in, in I would jump in front of a bullet for my wife or Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, just so you know. I will not, just for the record. <laughs> I will not. I'm going to be in you trouble You should for that. watch where you're going is all I'm saying. If there's guns, have one or get out of the way. So, um, Okay. Well, we have to close up on that note. Um, I just um, covenant body and blood. Think of every um, service we closed with um, communion. Mm. I thought it was beautiful. I thought uh, I did think about us doing that before or after, but I forgot it at home. But I'm saying that because when we take communion, it is not a time. Um, it's a time to remember. And you already have it. It's a time to remember the blood covenant, remember the body, the sacrifice. Um, and that's why we should be born again when we take covenant. And you could read your, your Bible and get go more in depth. But I just... I want to end and just inspire everyone listening that if you could just go and read Hebrews, read um, at least eight and nine and 10 and 11 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, revelation. Hebrews, like George said, it is a beautiful book. It is a beautiful book of Jesus Christ and his covenant with mankind and what he did. It will not only change your Christian walk, it will change the way you treat people. It will change the way you approach the throne of God. It will change the way you live your life inside and out. And we just touched a little tiny yeah. Yeah. whatever of this discussion. Um, so, I mean, you could just go as deep as you want to go. And there's tons of um, good resources. See someone get good resources, not crappy ones. But anyways, I love you guys. And as Pastor John says, stay stirred. Oh, oh, oh.